Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today I'm gonna to give you the latest update on little Faye Marie Swetlick. A week ago today, Faye got off her school bus in a small little town called Casey, South Carolina. She played outside when she got home, and an hour later, she was reported missing. A few days later, Faye was found deceased, and also a man who is believed to be connected in Faye's death was also found deceased. Now, the man who was found his name is Cody Scott Taylor. Both Faye's autopsy and Cody's were done on Saturday, February 15th, and it will be addressed tomorrow, Tuesday, February 18th, in a press conference. After Faye's autopsy was done on Saturday, there was a motorcade to help bring Faye home. There was a news update today as well, and I saw there was a helicopter in the air, and they actually recorded the event as it was going on, as the motorcade was going down the street. And they said it was very touching and very moving, watching how people would actually stop and get out of their vehicles to support Faye and support the motorcade. There is a candlelight vigil being held tomorrow evening at 5.30 p.m., which is Tuesday, February the 18th. And they're doing that at the City Hall on the front lawn. And the vigil will last approximately 30 minutes and will be held rain or shine. Candles will also be provided by the city. And the city of Casey says, the city of Casey will come together to remember Faye, to grieve and start the process of healing as a community and individually. Faye's funeral was also announced and it will be held this Friday, February 21st at 7 p.m. at the Trinity Baptist Church. The family is asked to honor Faye by wearing bright colors. And the funeral home has expressed that they will be covering the funeral expenses for Faye. Now there also has been a memorial set up at the Churchill Heights community with hundreds of community members gathering and they were offering teddy bears, flowers, lighting candles and praying. And the parents were also reported to have been there as well. Now all the toys and the stuffies are all being donated to the Prisma Children's Hospital. And the family asks that if you do wish to donate more toys and stuffies to please do so in Faye's memory to the Children's Hospital. Also, Faye's grandma Ruth Collins said that if you wish to donate money, you can go to any Wells Fargo bank and just mention Faye Swetlick and you can donate to the family that way as well. Now I do want to get into a little bit about Cody Scott Taylor. Before we heard of him and before both of them were found, I had wondered a few things about when Faye was first taken as I'm sure you guys were thinking were wondering too, right? And I was curious where the bus stop actually is because first it was just reports that it was close but there was no mention. But I did find out where Faye's bus stop is. And if you want to see my previous video, you can see it right here as well with my initial thoughts. So I found out where this bus stop is and you can see it's on the highway and it's about a seven minute walk from that stop to Faye's house. I'm sure it takes a little bit longer to walk because Faye's little, you know, a six-year-old walking takes a little bit longer than the average bear and little legs could only go so fast unless she ran all the way home because she seemed like she was very bubbly from what people said. But it was about a seven minute walk, give or take. One more give. So maybe around 10 minutes-ish. Now they would walk 
right past where Cody Taylor's house is. And his address is 602 Piccadilly Square. So, he, so they would walk right on by that if that's the route they're taking. But before I learned about Cody, I was curious if there were any known offenders in the area. And there were two. And Casey's only a small town of just over 14,000. I believe that was from 2017 census. And one of them caught my eye of those two because they were registered on January 6, 2020. So it was pretty recent. And when I looked up the address in relation to Faye, it was a seven minute drive from that person's house to Faye's house. But it was a straight line to where the bus stop is. So that's the person's house, this is Faye's, and then it kind of did a straight line. So it just caught my eye. And then the news happened that we found out about Cody. Okay, so then if we go back a little bit, Faye gets off the bus, she walks home with her mom, she gets a snack and goes plays in her front yard. Her mom notices Faye is gone. There's reports that she even asked, you know, around if the neighbors, if anybody had seen Faye. And there's one woman who's older who a lot of kids like to go and see her. And she said, no, I didn't see her. And then Faye's mom makes the 911 call, which is absolutely heart-wrenching and police and neighbors begin their search. So on Thursday they find little Faye deceased and shortly thereafter they find Cody deceased as well. Authorities found a piece of evidence that is Faye's and Sergeant Antley mentioned that it was an item that was on Faye's missing poster. So she basically was described her clothing that she wore so it's an assumption. And he said they found it in a garbage can belonging to 602 Piccadilly Square. So Cody actually lives between 100 and 150 feet from Faye's house. And when Faye was found, she was found in between her house and Napa Auto Parts. And Cody is found at the residence, is what Sergeant Antley said. Now, I'm not sure if that means outside or inside, but it said at the residence. And his residence is in between Napa Auto Parts and Faye's house. And his is a little bit east to that, but it is in the midpoint. So there's Napa Auto Parts and there is Faye's house. And in between would be where just a little bit east is where Cody's house is. And just behind that, in between there is where they said they found Faye. Now a little digging into Cody and I'm going to share a few things, but I want to wait till tomorrow until the official autopsy comes out. And I want to find out if this was actually self-inflicted or not, because we really don't know the answer yet. We can make a bunch of assumptions, but basically all we know is that he is connected to Faye in this situation but we don't know details yet. So before I go digging too crazy, I just wanted to mention that. We gotta wait till tomorrow until the autopsy comes out and then go from there. Now the interesting thing is police actually talked to Cody before as they were searching for Faye and for quite some time is my understanding. And they also searched his home. They also said that where Faye was found, it wasn't very long that she was actually put there. Police said that he is not known to the police 
and he has no prior criminal background. The only thing I've seen is that he had some traffic violations and his last ticket was for failing to dim his lights. So just because though he doesn't have a criminal history doesn't make him a criminal. But at the same time, I just wanted to put it out there, that's what the authorities said. Now, Cody was 30 years old. Now, according to some people who say they knew him, they said he was shy, he was a little awkward, he was a little different, but they said he was a nice person. And I even saw a post from a guy who it was his best friend, and he said they played a lot of video games together, they smoked a lot of weed, they just hung out, and that they said he would, from his knowledge, he would never know that he would do something like that. Now, when I saw his past, he studied at the University of South Carolina for math, although he dropped out, and I believe that was around 2009. And I even saw that he was part of a robotics team in high school. He graduated 10% in his class. So he was a smart, what seemed like a smart guy. So I wonder why he would put a piece of evidence in the trash unless he panicked, right? It just doesn't seem like something smart to hide it in the trash. Then I saw on his Facebook, there was a post, and this is the only thing that kind of stuck out to me because his Facebook wasn't really used, but it was called the seven most baffling criminal defenses that sort of worked. And it was all about how people made some pretty dumb excuses uh, in murders and, and got away with it. So it was interesting to say the least. Now, I also went to his other profile and this is what disturbed me and I will share this because I don't want to go too crazy deep diving if something actually happened to Cody and he's taking the fall for it. I'm not saying he's innocent, I'm not saying he's guilty, I'm just saying we don't know yet, right? It just seemed too obvious almost. What I found this actually deeply disturbed me. And if you are a regular viewer, you may have heard me say, I see patterns, I can pick up little things, and this would be one of them. Although I don't think I can show the pictures to you, I am going to describe what I saw for now. Cody's Instagram is pretty bare, but I took a peek at who he's following. And I believe it was something like 47 people, I wanna say, I think it was 47. Most of them, and I mean most, are models wearing skimpy clothing, busty, they're like clearly model pages. There was also some celebrities. So I thought, okay, let's see who else he's following. And here is where the pattern comes. There's four profiles that caught my attention. They're not models, they're not celebrities, they're regular people. And when I first looked at them, I was like, wait a minute, this girl looks like the last girl. Is that the same account? What? Oh, no, that's a different one. I thought, oh, maybe I made a mistake. That picture's, and I pulled another one. That girl looks like the last girl. And then I looked at another one. This girl could be sisters to that girl, sisters to that girl, and sisters to that girl. So there's four for sure that they look alike. And I sat there looking, well, that is super strange. And then I pulled face picture. And this is where I get mad. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. She literally looks like a younger version of these girls. I'm not even joking. To me, in my opinion, Faye looks like a young version to these other women who look the same. And then I felt sick. It made me take a breath and I just I just sat there in shock. Like, what the heck is going on? Because like I said, I noticed these patterns or these just weird things, right? And I called my husband in and I said, you gotta come check this out because this is like, this is super weird. I don't know what to do. I just wanna make sure that I'm not the only one seeing this. And I showed him and he says, yeah, they look alike. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I called the tip line. I called the tip line, except I teetered whether to call the tip line or not because I felt like, well, this is my patterns. This isn't a for sure, right? And so I did what I thought I needed to do. I did call the tip line. I don't know if it's what they wanted to know or not. It didn't seem like it was that important what I had to say in my opinion they didn't even take the names that I saw this pattern in or nothing so I was a little disheartened at that but I wasn't trying to step on anybody's toes I just saw this is what I see this is what's creeping me out better to say than not say and that's my opinion so the tip line to call in is 803-205-4444 Now, they're asking if you have any tips on Cody to please call. They want to know where he was when Faye was last seen. They also want to know what he was doing in the days up until Faye was found. So if anybody has any of that information, even if it's teeny tiny, to please call this number, 803-205-4444. Let me know your thoughts below. We can have a little chit chat over it. I am a little bit dreading tomorrow to find out the autopsy, but at the same time, we really would like to know what's going on. And I'm sure the community wants to know what's going on just for the sake of are are they safe, you know? These little kids who were Faye's friends have to deal with a whole lot, aside from her parents, of course, and her family. But everybody is seeing are not seeing this little girl anymore and wondering are they safe and I'm sure this is going to touch everybody's hearts for a very long time. 
Now I have also, I did also want to mention that it was the school that sent out a call. It was a newsletter, but it, it was a voicemail. And they talked about what to do with your child to be able to talk to your child. Don't force the issue, but say it's okay to have feelings and be upset. And I thought that was really, really great, really great support. I've seen a lot of support in the last week from the community, from people on YouTube, people on my channel, and just rooting for Faye. And unfortunately, it came to a horrible end. But we did get to see everybody pull together. And kudos to the police department, too, and those who were all involved for searching for Faye and to also to the director byron snellgrove he's the one who found faye and all those involved who had to go through this and now have to investigate it it's not an easy thing but i was very impressed with how they kept up to date what they did give all of us in terms of information and what they didn't and i thought it was just really really great to see how much they put in and how they let the community know as well so let's chit chat in the comments below give a like to this video subscribe if you haven't done so already we are almost hitting 20,000 subscribers thank you so much share this out for little Faye thank you so much for watching see you soon our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.